Welcome to the Business Renegades podcast, where we're dedicated to challenging the status quo. I'm your co-host, Maria Kreider, a course creator. And I'm Tara Leeson, business mentor. We provide practical advice and actionable tips to help you break free from the same old strategies and create something new and innovative. Hey, Renegades, welcome back. Today, we are hanging out with Katie Watford. Katie is a friend of mine and my personal uh, style coach. So Katie, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, uh, my name is Katie Watford. I am a former celebrity fashion stylist. Now I'm a style coach and I help female entrepreneurs brand their image to create what I like to call a client magnetic wardrobe. I'm not about trends or any of the noise of like what's in or out, none of that nonsense. I am 100% about the woman in front of me and what makes her unique, really dialing that in and helping her figure out how to really bring her authentic self to the table through what she wears. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. It's so, well, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I haven't looked for any, but I feel like there's not many people that do what you do. Am I correct? I think you're right. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I there's like a lot of uh, different, you know, fashion stylists, virtual stylists, um, fashion consultants, things like that. But I haven't actually heard of. Um, I have heard of a few style coaches, but not that niche down or, or dial in branding for sure. Hmm. Yeah. So Katie and I met in a networking event, um, one that was held like Wednesday. It was like an all-day networking thing. It was crazy. And I was like, I really like you. Like, I, I have to talk to you. Like, I, I like your energy. You're totally different from what I expected. Like, she introduced herself as a, as a celebrity stylist turned style <laughs> coach. And so, like, instantly I had this idea in my mind, like, this vision of, like, Jennifer Aniston, like classically timeless with like the skinny jeans, the white shirt and like the blazer. And like, that's what she does. Like that, that's it. And she's like, no, 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 no. How you said it to me after we met again the next week or the week after, I think it was, you said, I thought you just made everybody look like you. <laughs> it's what you said. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, that's not what this is about at all. So, um, it, but it was wonderful, like insight to hear it, like from a new person's head. Cause that's like a very important piece of business uh, advice in business that I've heard is always be in the new person's head. Mm-hmm. So how did you get started doing all of this? How did this all come about for you? Do you want me to start at the transition out of celebrity style and into style coach? Is that a good time? Is that a good place to start? What would you like oh, to hear? No. Start with the celebrity styling, too. Who did you style? Can you drop us some names? I'd love to know. I'm, like, obsessed. Time to name. It's time to drop it, Katie. Um, so I became technically a fashion stylist in 2014 is when it started. I was not trying to style celebrities in the business at all. Um, I naturally was styling executives at the studios, um, really diving into women's closets because I always love a woman in her closet. I think it's like the most fascinating relationship ever, still to this day. And so that was where I was going down that lane. And so it's always funny. It's Things happen when you least expect it or when you least want it, right? And so I got this random email back from an internship of, of interning with one of the biggest stylists in the industry. 
And um, at this point, I had had just booked my first big CEO, ironically, out of Colorado. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to need that. So I don't think I'm going to take this internship because it wouldn't really like, like serve what I'm doing. So I ended up taking it, you know, internship is no pay. I was already like busy with things. And um, that just taught me like the ropes of what it really takes to prep a red carpet job. And this was at the end of 2014. Like I had only, I worked like one or two days a week. So I'd only gone just a couple times. And then turn into January, 2015, I had developed this relationship with a high-end um, jewelry boutique in LA. And um, they were getting inquired about bringing jewelry um, to a high profile actor's wife for the Golden Globes. And um, that was when it was like, I can't take this, but you might want to see if Katie Watford can help you. And I can like give her some jewelry and, and she might be able to, she kind of like passed me along through this. And um, this happened like two days before the Golden Globes. Like I had never really met her. There was no prior fitting. I mean, this is a big major red carpet, like one of the biggest ones. And I ended up booking this job like 48 hours before before they were walking down the red carpet. And so there was a lot of people around me going like, well, what are you gonna do with the fitting? And if it doesn't work out, and if she doesn't like your dresses and da da da, like all this, like what if and, and fear. And so at this point, it was just like, the only thing I could wrap my head around was like, well, this door opened for you. So just stay calm and everything's gonna work out. And that's the only thing I knew how to keep my, my head focused on because I really didn't have a ton of experience prior to doing any red carpet events. It was, it's one of the biggest ones in LA. And it was just like, here we go, like jump and let's just rock and roll. So um, she ended up wearing some of the dresses or she wore one of the dresses that I, I pulled for her. And then two weeks later, I got an email, Oscars and beyond. And uh, I styled her for um, the Independent Spirits Awards, which is an award show that comes out right before the Oscars. And then I did the Oscars. And that was my introduction into styling celebrities for red carpet events. So it was definitely um, a rare, random situation, 100%. But that jump started like a two-year process of me styling for um, Comic-Con and The Today Show and Conan O'Brien. And I've styled for Mayim. Um, I don't want to say your last name wrong, but from the Big Bang Theory show, who 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 was with um, who starred as Blossom back in the day, mm -hmm. and uh, so it was like I never imagined in a million years that I would have had that experience ever because it just like and it happened really 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 quick, and I was in the big leagues and I was way in over my head um, working doing it, but it was really stressful. It was a lot of pressure. And I didn't know myself as an artist because as a stylist, you are an artist. I was really just even trying to find my voice in that. And then also being like technically a newer business owner and I didn't have any business skills. So there was so much newness that I was going through at that time. And then adding that pressure, it was, it was, it was a lot. Um, it was definitely a lot, but it, it, it didn't, what is that saying? Um, what does not kill you makes you stronger. So that, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that made me stronger for sure. So, um, as I was styling celebrities, obviously I still always had my personal clients cause that's just felt very natural for me. Um, it feels like home as I like to call it. And so I'm like in and out of working with PR showrooms, but then going in back into women's closets and working, 
one-on-one. And I just started to notice like women were really, really, really confused with where to even begin this process of like, well, what is my style? And so that planted the seed for me of, of like something's missing in the market. And so in t- jump jump to 2018 is when I started to create the split out of the entertainment business and start to dive into becoming a fashion consultant. And so initially in 2018, I launched a virtual styling fashion consultant business. And within the first nine months, it hit, um, uh, let me make sure I got my stats correctly. Um, it hit... 13 major cities, 11 states, and three countries, including the U.S., Canada, and Dubai. And so it immediately, I just kind of mixed how celebrity styling was with also, like, just working with women on their level. And that really started to give me, like, natural market research data of what was really missing for women because I was talking to women all over, right? It wasn't just in LA. It wasn't in New York. It was women in New Mexico. Like, I mean, I've just had clients in the most random places that you wouldn't expect me to have clients coming out of LA and and, and, um, styling red carpet. And, but it's been so impactful for me to be able to understand again in the new person's head where they're at, because then I got to really start to see like, this is why they're confused. Um, and so the pandemic happened and that's when I was like, I need to move back home. Like I need to get back closer to family. I've been gone a long time. That's when a personal decision was like, if anything happened, um, because I've been gone since I was 18 years old, I would really regret not being around you know, my family. And so I moved back to Jacksonville, Florida, never in a million years thought that I would be here. And so that's when I've learned never say never. Um, And so that's when I had to really fully stop hiding in the shadows and really say, I have to build this. I have to really build this business into this brand and um, get into the trenches like I've never done before. Because I was always like 50-50 in it and out of it because my ego was still kind of tied into the business just to be perfectly honest, right? I was like, yeah, but you know, I, I get this call for this kind of big name and you still want to go do that. And I'm so glad 2020 happened because it was the interception that I needed to let go of what was actually holding me back. And I couldn't see that at that time. So here when I got to Florida is when I really got to work in a way because there was, there's no distractions here. Like LA has like all these fun, um, shiny object syndrome distractions. So like I said, I couldn't get pulled into it with like this, this client just referred me to this person. Um, like I was referred to a really big high profile celebrity in January of 2022 and it was like, this is why I'm here to not have that, these doors open up anymore. So anyways, that's when I really started to formulate my methodology into, you know, like a rinse and repeat system more than I had been doing in the fashion consulting days. And last year was when I really started to understand, wow, messaging is a whole chapter in itself and very challenging. And then that's when the title naturally switched to a style coach, because a lot of clients said to me, you're like a life coach. You're so much more than just a fashion stylist. And I was like, I'm I'm definitely not a life coach. I know that for a fact, but 
And it helped me also see how I am coming off to them. And then I saw the phrase style coach and I was like, oh, that's it. And then I asked a few people like, do you like this? And everybody loved it. And then that's when I started to understand in business, like you got to know how to separate or make yourself stand out from everybody else, especially right now, because it's such a crowded space and everything that we all do. So it wasn't enough that, oh, you're a celebrity stylist fashion consultant. That wasn't specific enough. I needed something even more that gave me more of my edge that was also reflective to who I was. And so 2022 just became a beautiful year where I was able to really understand my voice as I would say an entrepreneur and also as a stylist. And that became a big confidence building thing in me for sure, because that had been missing for many, many years. And so here's I'll, I'll, I'll end it on that. That's where, that's, here is where I am today. So. Amazing. I love that. I find it so fascinating. I think because everyone, like you said, it was hard to get away from doing the celebrity thing because so many people think that like, that's so far out of our realm. Like there's no way that I could ever do that. So when you get presented with an opportunity like that, it, I can only imagine how hard it is to be like, no, I'm going to step away because it's just like one of those things that, you know, not everyone gets the chance to do. There are so few people that would ever get that chance. So I just like, I love hearing that whole story and how that all came about for you. Like, it's just, it's so interesting and it shows like how much experience and everything you have. I, when I took... Uh, I took a crash course on how to become a stylist and get into the industry. And the instructor in that course said, if you become a celebrity stylist, it's like hitting the lottery. That's what he yeah. said. And so I remember hearing that. It's not like my ego kicked in in that moment. It was like, I'm going to go do this, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. what I want. Like, that didn't, that didn't happen. So when it did happen, I kept playing that in my head of like, this happened at a far larger scale that you could ever imagine. And so since it is a once in a lifetime opportunity, um, you know, you have to make it work and you do get attached mm -hmm. to it in a way. It's, it's, a, there's a whole psychological thing behind it, which is a whole other story. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad it's like, but I'm, I'm so glad that you took a step back from celebrity styling and pursued becoming a style coach. You know why? Because we ended up, I ended up working with Katie as my style coach. And like, I learned so much about myself, pieces of me that have been like hidden and like buried under mom jeans, not mom jeans, but like sweatpants and leggings and crap that I didn't even like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And we did a massive closet clean out recently and like, I, I had no idea I had that much stuff in my closet to begin mm -hmm. with. My closet, it's a walk-in closet, but it's not that big. So much crap came out of that closet. And right now it's beautiful and it's organized. I actually helped my husband do laundry last week. I'm sure he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, well, he, we take turns like switching the machines out or whatever, but he does all of the folding and he brings everything upstairs and typically puts everything away. And I was like, actually, if you just leave my stuff on the bed, I will organize it and put my closet away just so that it, it's reset back to what it was when we were working mm -hmm. in there. You're like, I have this set up. Don't mess with it. Like, 
But I will right? say what you just said a moment ago, Maria, that it's helped you discover sides of yourself that were suppressed or, and, and that's yeah. the piece that I don't think people really grasp their head around is that this is not just, oh, let's put some outfits on and it looks super cute. It's not that <laughs> no. superficial of a transaction or how I work at least. It is a deep dive into awakening who you really are. Like you, you, who do you really want to be? That is the power behind understanding like how to what I call create a client magnetic wardrobe is it's based all around you. And usually 95% of women that come to me are not fully embodying the woman that they want to be. They have elements of it. They're there, but it's definitely a disconnect. And that's the beautiful part and the fun part about me is through all of these, yes, branding trainings that they go through and style education, they discover who they really want to be. And then the like bonus on top is that they look the part, they become it, it develops over time. And um, that is just the part that's, it's really about your identity and understanding who you are and how to speak the language of you. Because there's only one you, there's never going to be another you. And especially in business, because we want to do business with you or her, and you want to know them. And so the more that you know yourself, the better that your audience or client um, or customer can know you. And that creates such a wonderful relationship and connection that like people pick up on because they feel like, wow, this isn't just, like, I don't feel like I just got sold something. And that's uh, something I feel like is very heavily on the online business where it's just overly selling or overly marketing and not creating that really connection. And so creating that client magnetic wardrobe is ultimately for the person wearing it. It's, mm -hmm. it's ultimately for them. And then that helps them show up differently, which creates more of that, that connection and ability to take charge of who's in front of them or a new opportunity. And that's what it really is insightfully my process is about. Yeah. Amazing. So is it mostly entrepreneurs then that you work with, or is it just women, like women in general? Who is your client base? Like, who is your ideal client? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, I've worked with every type of woman under the sun. I have worked with affluential families. I have worked with, obviously, Hollywood actresses. I've worked with CEOs. I've worked with real estate agents. I've worked with hairstylists. I have worked with stay-at-home mothers. And I have worked with women who have been incarcerated and homeless. So I have worked with all different social statuses. And so primarily, if you're going to brand a woman's image, that should fit within an entrepreneur or someone who's building a brand. But I am getting ready to actually have um, a registration, an onboarding call today with someone who is a stay-at-home mother and would really like this help. So I at least direct it towards entrepreneurs because I feel like there's a different messaging that can happen between me and how I put out my content to them versus just just someone who is just struggling. So um, I, 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 it's not like I wouldn't take on, you know, somebody who's like, I would really love to help, but I, I focus on entrepreneurs to answer your question. Yeah, that makes sense, especially when you're trying to build up that brand, because you wouldn't think that someone like, who's not really the face of a business is so concerned with 
a brand technically, but essentially more how they just want to present themselves to the world is what they're more looking for. But yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what's funny and, and funny, not like, haha, but like <laughs> it was, it was eye opening for me. I did my brand photo shoot for, for my business. I don't know, like a year ago before we started, I got a sweater. It, I love the sweater. It's super cute, but it's not within this style guideline. So as I'm cleaning out my closet, I'm like, this sweater has got to go. I need new pictures. So I took new pictures by myself in my <laughs> office. <laughs> I dressed mm -hmm. myself up. I felt really good. I messaged Tara. We're doing this podcast. Like this was Tara's idea. Tara's like, I want to have like this roundtable discussion and talk about things in the like the industry, how you know we want to call things out, but I want to do it like I'm having a conversation with friends. And I was like, are you asking me? Because like, totally. But like that day, I was like, hell yes. This is a hell yes. We are doing a podcast today. Mm -hmm. I, I embodied who I've been always. It was just hidden under bad clothes and like a crappy mood. What changed for you, Maria? How can you explain that? That you went from sitting on ideas, procrastinating to then because you changed your style, you dress differently. How can you explain that that triggered something else in your mind to take action? Because that's huge and profound. Mm -hmm. You know how they say, you know how they say that the the clothes make the women, make the mm -hmm. woman? That's, I don't feel like that's accurate. Mm -hmm. I feel like the clothes helps highlight who the woman is. Mm -hmm. It, it helps. It's like putting on makeup. It just makes you feel better and put yeah. together and confident. And putting on my tights with, you know, the black denim jacket and boots, I felt really confident and badass and ready to take on the world. I mean, I could have taken on a whole army if they came at me. Would you say that you knew because it wasn't just tights and cute boots and edgy pieces it's because you knew the reasoning and intention behind what these pieces reflected yeah. yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah so this yeah. is where I, I call it like this is going into you know your brand equals you right and who are you and that's such a big question for a lot of people is like I think I know who I am but maybe I but once you really start sitting down and exploring it um, especially as like in business, right? When you start networking, like what are fun facts about yourself? Like how do you how do you how do you stand out quickly? And a lot of people freeze up or they get nervous. So that's why they go into networking to help explore to get these these different drills that help them learn this, right? And so, but um, I'm going blank. It's going to come back to me. I'm going to it's gonna, the the thought's going to circle right back. This is fun, right? Having it actually filmed where you're like, oh, I went blank for a second, but um. It's it's having that intention set up with understanding your style direction from this actually reflects my personality is a message, again, that speaks to you and then speaks to everybody else. Maybe mm -hmm. people pick up on that. They're like, man, she looks cool. Like, what's her deal? Like, who is she? You know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think when you feel good, you show up differently. Yeah. And there's a lot of psychology behind it. It's not just getting dressed and having cute boots or a nice yeah. jacket. It's feeling good. Yeah. When you feel good, 
when you look good, you feel good. Tara, what did we say that day that you were, uh, you're like, I love hair, hair going to the salon and getting my hair yes. blown out. Yeah. And, uh, there's always something where you feel like after you just went to the salon, you feel like you can go conquer the world. And you're like, God, if I could feel like this every day. Yeah. But what people miss the boat is that they don't understand how to translate that from the neck down. And so they're so focused on just hair and makeup. <laughs> And so what happens is they go feel good in a black dress or they go feel good in, you know, a, a cocktail attire or something. But to make this like actually apply to people in everyday's life, you can have and invoke that emotion in your everyday wear, business casual, working from home. You can have that same strong emotion tapped into every day. It is something that you have to develop and hone in on. And when you do, that's when it can do things like, yes, Maria, like you, you were like, let's do this, right? Like you stop procrastinating. That's when it jumps into you into this whole new identity of who's you've been pressing down. And I can relate to that on a personal level for so long as like a woman, not even just as a stylist of like owning who I am and feeling comfortable in my skin. And, um, you know, that's a big thing, I think all women struggle with, regardless of where they're at in their business. You know, I, cause I've worked with a lot of different levels of women and regardless of what door opens up, there still is that thing that's like in the back of our head about feeling good enough, but also like women, just when you we feel prettier, when we look prettier, we act differently. Like it just, there's something about it. Yeah, for sure. Like I just feel so much better. Like well, and I've been doing this since the beginning of the year. I've been specifically making a point of doing my makeup in the morning, usually doing my hair, except for not today. But <laughs> we'll just skip that part. But I still got to work on the clothes. So we will get there. But it's like slowly. But it definitely makes me feel better. Like it just, I don't know. It's just setting the tone for your day. You know, my favorite, my favorite part is going in the app and looking at my outfits going, what am I going to wear today? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is what I'm doing today? Cool. I know exactly what I'm yeah. wearing. Like, even when the other day, was it Sunday? Sunday, there was, like, a networking brunch thing, and my cat got sick overnight. I, I got dressed and ready as if I was going to this networking event, because if I got back from the vet in time, I was going to this event. And, like, it was just a casual thing at a Mexican place. So I wore my jeans and my sneakers and, like, a rocker tee. I felt good. I felt badass. Like, I was ready to go, whether it was to the vet <laughs> or this networking event. I was kicking ass and taking names regardless. <laughs> That's awesome, Maria, that you were like, regardless if I'm at the vet or I'm at, <laughs> at the networking event. And... That's still like, that's part of your day, right? Like that still affects like how you still show up, even not crumbling at the vet. Because even when I was watching, it was like, Maria, I feel so bad for you with your cat, right? Because you could easily go down a downward spiral. Um, you know, I, I couldn't imagine if I had to go to the vet with blue and something's wrong. And of course, I would make sure like in the panic of him, something happened to him, I did whatever I could to take care of myself. So that way I was really present and not, and not um, going down a spiral of like, what's going to happen to my baby. So, um, yeah, I love that, that you were like ready to go, but the app pre-styled outfits, women don't even know y'all don't even know ladies. You have no idea. Like we're talking about all this. It may sound fluffy and like, Katie, this is cute and whatever. Changer. It's a game changer. Like there's a tangible system to this at the mm -hmm. end of the day. And that is 
ultimately you need a lookbook, you need pre-styled outfits, and this will not only save you an enormous amount of time and anxiety, yeah. it also, but the thing is you have to have the pre-styled outfits within your style identity. That's the, that's the key to this because when it reflects you have multiple options. You don't have much time in the morning because you didn't sleep well or you were up in the middle of the night with your kids or, you know, it's just one of those days. It allows you to immediately be like, I know what I'm wearing. I know what to do. So that way it at least helps you get through your day better um, on those days that like there's just setbacks because that's just the reality of life. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you. How easy or hard, either way, was it for you to find your personal style when you were doing all of this stuff and like styling other people? How was that for you? That's a really great question, Tara. I love that. Like, thank you for that. <laughs> um, um, so I struggled with having my style dialed in for myself. Mm -hmm. almost most of my life. So I felt like an imposter in when I was celebrity styling, which I chimed in on your, your message when you did that poll on um, Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of imposter syndromes for a lot of different reasons during that time. But one thing yeah. was I didn't, I didn't like feel the part. I didn't look the part. And so um, that stayed with me for a long time. So I always knew in the back of my head, back when I was a bartender in my early 20s, that I wanted to have this kind of Americana, um, edgy, like like kind of like timeless with a twist edge, sophisticated, cool vibe. But I had no idea how to bring it to life. And I kept searching and seeking and trying to figure it out. But I always like was being going in four different directions. Like I didn't actually have a strategic plan. It wasn't actually going anywhere. It was always looking at the next thing and being like, I think that's cute. And that's kind of working for me. But it was still, it wasn't actually having a foundation. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I actually fully branded my wardrobe, actually last year, that became life-changing for me because I finally did my method on myself. And to really now have the specific elements of who I am dialed into my pieces that I get dressed with that reflect my story as I like to teach about it and have that range is so huge for me, first and foremost, as a stylist, huge. And also then as a woman, it mm -hmm. allows me just to like calm down in my thinking and not try to go beat myself up of you don't look good today or because I've had low self-confidence most of my life. So it's helped eliminate that negative self-talk towards myself, which has helped take me out of scarcity mindset, which mm -hmm. has taken away the imposter syndrome because I finally stepped into who I've always felt like was in there. And it came together even better than I ever could have imagined because I've actually been shopping for this or thinking about shopping for this for years. And finally, now I have it all laid out. And I was like, wow, this is a game changer. And what's cool about now going into a new year is I don't need as much. So now I'm looking, I, I still want to put a creative spin on it because I, I like to have phase two about it. Um, but it's allowed me to, allowed space for my brain to focus on other things. Yeah, definitely. And I, like, as you were talking, I was just thinking like, 
just how much of a time saver this is for like everyone having mm-hmm. actual outfits that you know are your go-tos and then even when you go shopping for more like you know specifically what you're looking for it's just like translates to everything and then feeling better and like the whole thing it's just yeah so amazing it's like so helpful in that way it seems i've go ahead maria i'm sorry i've saved more money Mm -hmm. since working with katie i don't go to marshall's and like wander up and down all of the racks finding like oh this is a nice shirt it's like 12 bucks this is a nice like I need something specific. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on the app or go online and get that thing that I need versus 20 things that are kind of maybe sort of, but not quite hit the mark. Think about it in like business, right? Because we're here, like, how do do you do things in a a different way than, than business does? It's like, you can just produce any random content, like, because we all have to do content, right? But if you're not, and I can batch my content and have tons of it, but it actually cannot be doing anything for you. You know, it actually cannot be serving your business at all because you actually haven't worked at it to reflect what you do, like really make you stand out. So you can have clothes and shop for things and they can work for you, but it actually isn't serving you, you know? And this is the same thing. I mean, this, that's universal. It can be your diet. It can be, you know, with your workout routine. It can be so many different things. And so sitting down and putting the parameters, or I should say, learning how to have the creative vision, right? That's that's the missing piece for women. Like the end goal is, yes, this pre-styled lookbook and this outfit planning system that you know how to rework for yourself. But it all starts with a creative vision. And that starts with like, well, who am I? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So yeah. where can we find you? Um, I'm very active on Instagram. So, uh, Katie underscore Watford, W-A-T-F-O-R-D, or find me on my website, katiewatford.com. Um, either of those, you can definitely find me bouncing around in and out of, um, talking with, with, with my audience and community. Nice. Nice. So Katie, what is one thing that every woman should have in the closet? So what should every woman own? Well, it's not a little black dress. It's not um, a blazer because everybody's different and your lifestyle is different. Your personality is different. Where you live is different. But what every single woman 100% needs to own without a shadow of doubt in this area is a full length mirror. And that is the number one piece that I have noticed through many years is like, you're not even, you don't have a mirror. They're not even looking at themselves. And when you get a mirror, then that's when we can actually get down to work. So if you don't have a mirror, a full length mirror, um, go get a full length mirror. You know, it's funny because I think that so many people, especially if you're like scrolling on Instagram and stuff, associate that with just like taking selfies and like, that's what the mirror is for. But it's so you can see yourself all of you not just like waist up you know you you can actually use it for what it's intended for it's not just you know the vanity selfie pictures although it works for that but you know 
think about it from a psychological standpoint. You want to improve your life. You want to get better, but you're actually like not literally looking at yourself fully Mm -hmm. at yourself. Like if everything we do in life is a mirror to what we do, then if you don't have a full length mirror to fully look at yourself, then you can't fully look at yourself to proceed forward or fix some things or some areas to move the ball forward or move the needle forward in your life. So it's interesting from a psychological standpoint, because you want to like, you want to have the successful business, but you don't want to go do this work, right? Like you want to have this, you want to, you want to have this killer body, but you don't want to change your diet, right? So you want to, you want to feel better and look great, but you don't have a full length mirror. Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's such a good one. I love that you asked that question. Well, I didn't know (laughs) this. And this was like, I didn't know this. And that was the biggest like light bulb aha moment. Like, why didn't I think of this before? I go to my bathroom. So in our master bath, it's his and hers vanities are across the room from each other. So they have a mirror on the thing. I have to stand on our bathtub to look both ways. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I have a full body mirror in my bedroom. <laughs> I could have used this entire time and never used. So stupid. It's wow. not, Maria. This is very common. Like, it, it's it's more common than you realize. Like, that's what I learned where it was just like, there's actually so much that's missing for women in this that actually has nothing to do with like, every woman needs to own these five things. It's like, do you even have your household set up just to look in the mirror properly just to even get this thing started? No, you have it where you think you have to go look, stand on a tub and look in two different directions, right? And and like that in itself is a huge win in getting this systematized is is realizing where you can go in and look at yourself to, to be like, how do I feel? Does this work? Okay, great. Two thumbs up. Let's go. Right. Like that's a, that's a, that's like, don't brush that off. That's just as important as anything else is in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My kids are like, mom, you look cool today. (gasps) That was the biggest, I think, I think out of anybody who could say anything to me, that was the biggest compliment is when my 10 year old goes, mom, you look cool today. Ultimate. Because you know kids are mean. I worked with third graders. They're truthful, <laughs> right? Like they don't hold back. No, they don't. That comes up all the time with moms. That comes up all the time. That came up with my client, Lizetta. She was like, my daughter always criticizes how I look. And then after we put her through the whole transformation program, she's like, my daughter wants, my, my daughter compliments me now. Like she wants to actually borrow my clothes and it's helped improve her relationship with her daughter. I mean, how profound and mind boggling is that? I love that. Your son told you you looked cool, Maria. That is awesome. I love that. <laughs> Apparently that's what I need because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the little boy version of me. So, like, you know how I wear the rocker tees with the uh, jeans? He does the same. And so he was like, Mom. And he comes in my room and he's like, we're dressed similarly. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what to do with this T-shirt. Like, the T-shirt's really big on him because he's he's little. He's skinny. And I was like, here, put your hands down at your side. Grab your right-handed, right? Grab it with your right hand and just tuck that side in. <laughs> And he looks in the mirror, he goes, yeah, I like that. <laughs> nice. But it was like this little bonding oh, moment. 
Like your cool mom level, Maria, just went to a whole new factor, right? Like, I mean, you're definitely a cool mom. Like you can just, and every, how you. I, we knew that, but he now knows he that. knows yeah. that yeah. too. <laughs> Uh, too funny. This is the part I love is these is these like moments when my women tell me these kind of things. It's just like this is the story and these moments when I'm just like, this is so cool. Like I love this because it that is profoundly impactful on a woman. I had a <laughs> I had a she at a client, she um went through just one of my courses, Shop Your Closet. And she said, Katie, I got myself dressed. I was actually worried about what my husband was going to say because obviously I was not wearing my leggings and I was more put together. And why would your husband look at you badly that you're putting yourself together? But that's what was going on in her mind. And so she said, I was shocked. Like he came home from work. He sat down on the couch. You know how a man is when he gets home from work. Like he's like brains full, doesn't want to talk. Like he's just ready to like, you know, check out. So he sits down on the couch and he like looks over at her and then looks back, gets up and goes over and takes out the trash because that is his tour without her having to tell him. Oh. To do it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that's all that it takes. And so she's like, I'm hooked, you know, <laughs> like that was the, that was the testimony of mm -hmm. what this did. And I was like, we communicate visually, <laughs> like, like a nonverbal communication. And it's, you know, we're visual, we communicate through visual. Uh... He thought if I want to unwrap this package, <laughs> I need to go. Apparently I know what I need to do now after we get off of this is up level my outfit. So that now my husband will do things around the house for me. <laughs> and you don't have to tell him. You don't have to say anything to him. He'll just be like, um, it's, yeah, please let me know if that happens. Message me and say, Katie. <laughs> the funny part is he listens. So he'll hear the conversation, but now he'll know. When I'm looking yeah. good, when you come home from work, this is your sign. We're changing the world, ladies, more than even people realize through this one conversation. Like the viewer, totally. the people that this like this is this is this is these small steps they add up i love this. yes yes that this has been awesome katie my cheeks hurt i know me too so i know i'm yeah. like I, I this like last section of it has just made me giddy and laugh and now i have like a whole different i'm like kind of crying a little bit with happiness <laughs> me too i know it's so good i love this this is exactly how i wanted the podcast to be it was like just fun discussion. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having me on. It was an honor that you guys asked me to come on, and um, I'm so proud of you guys for doing this. Thanks for coming. Thanks for helping me learn to get dressed. <laughs> Teach, teaching me, like educating me on what style is and helping me identify my style. That's being the biggest one for me mm -hmm. is like re-identifying re who I am because this is how I used to dress when I was a teenager mm. and like that that person I'm not I haven't changed as a person let's like I'm still me I will still fight you in an alley if you start something <laughs> so don't run into Maria in dark alleys <laughs> she is equipped by the way <laughs> one of the key takeaways right? from this whole episode <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
And get dressed if you want your husband to take the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Katie. That was an awesome episode. All right, you guys, if you like this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. Join us each week to gain new insights and ideas that will help you be a business renegade and think outside the box.